listening to the Sufin Flow Show, a podcast run by two designers where we delve into a new theme each season, reflecting on it with 2021 vision. This season, we're putting a tarot card from the Major Arcana each episode and designing our own version of the card as we map the fool's journey in the Major Arcana onto the design process and explore our own relationships to the visuals and layers of meaning of each card. You can check out our designs every week at sufanflow.wordpress.com. This week, we're designing the star. sound quality we're working on improving it it's easier to listen to the episode on speakers or lower quality headphones if anyone would like to sponsor us so that we can get better headphones please send us an email at sufanflowshow at gmail.com hi and welcome to the sufanflow show my name is sophia i'm a visual artist and design educator my work and teaching explores ideas around race gender and bodies I'm Florence. I'm a graphic designer, gardener and Zoom art teacher to my nephew. In my work, I focus on ecology, food and the queer community. This season, we're exploring tarot. We'll pull a card and each episode, you'll follow us live in drawing, designing and reimagining our very own versions as we chat through our process, the card and ways we've connected with tarot. We'd love it if you followed along and drew your own at the same time as us. Um, so something I realise um, that we haven't mentioned is the fact that we recorded the first episode already technically and we lost it along with the zoom chat which i think is a really lovely natural chaotic way of working that really speaks to our method definitely um (laughs) writing a strongly worded letter to zoom as we speak which card did we pull this week so this week we pulled the star card from the major arcana um and i'm going to read a little bit of a description about it. And this is from a book um, called Tarot by the Library of Esoterica, published by Tashin, written by and edited by Jessica Hundley. Um, it's a really, really beautiful book. And I was gifted this by my good mate, Jerry, who we've spoken a lot about tarot. And this, I absolutely love this book. I really wish I could show you. Um, but I'm going to read a little paragraph um, about the star card. So a woman kneels at the edge of a shimmering pond. Above her, a large central star dominates the night sky, surrounded by seven small stars that in many decks are meant to symbolize the seven chakras. Either a bird or a butterfly perches on a tree branch representing nature and the tree of life. The woman is naked, innocent and vulnerable. She holds two pitchers of water. Her right hand pours one container into the blue depths of the pond as the left hand releases its pitcher's contents onto the lush, fertile soil. The woman's right foot touches the surface of the pond, symbolizing feminine power and spiritual strength. Her other foot is planted firmly on the ground, indicating her practicality and connection to the earthly realm. Um, So I'm gonna read a little bit from littleredtarot.com. Navigating home to yourself. A counterpose to the tarot wrought by the tower, the star brings peace, hope, a light at the end of the tunnel. It's coming home. It's something to hold on to. In its most basic element, the star is a soothing voice from the night sky whispering, everything is going to be okay. It's a hug that gives confidence, a cup of tea that calms and reassures. And 
keywords and concepts include hope, love and support, coming home to yourself, self-care, healing, being true to yourself, being guided by your intuition, integrity and honesty, and a positive new start or new vision. I absolutely love this one. I think this is one of my favourite cards. Same. It's a um, really peaceful card. Definitely. I think every now and then when I pull out um, or I draw a card, I think it's one that's come up a couple of times in the past. And um, both visually as well as like conceptually, I'm just really into it. Um, so I'm really excited about this one today. Yeah, my old housemate has a tattoo of the star card, the Rider Waite illustration. Mm -hmm. And mm. I can understand that piece. And I love the kind of balance between the stars and the water. And mm. it's a, just a very balanced card and a very hopeful card. And yeah, I'm really, really excited about this. I'm glad that our random drawings from the tarot deck are not bringing us really difficult ones. Like, the yes, it's being, yeah, it's being very kind. But what I do find interesting is when I was doing my research and reading for this is that, um, so when you think about tarot, think of it's also I guess a narrative right yeah. so you get like the a person's journey almost and the card before this one is the, the tower yeah. um and I read somewhere about how if it wasn't for the tower crumbling you wouldn't be able to see the star in the first place Definitely. um so I really love the the dialogue between the two um, but I'm also glad we got this one and not and not the tower. I'm not ready for no. I'm not ready for the tower. anything like that. Just yet, um, but. no, definitely. I love I love the balance that you the chaos and the destruction of the tower and the kind of new beginnings of the star. And I think it also feels sorry to interrupt. I think it also feels uh, very appropriate after us losing our episode. Definitely, <laughs> it's um strength was a nice one to, episode to start off with, and <laughs> yeah. we lost strength and now we have the star. Exactly, because that's exactly what we need. I think that deck knew more about us than we did ourselves at that moment in time. Um, definitely. And we're going to design our own star cards today. Mm. And if you'd like to play along at home, um, think about maybe what this could mean to you or look at other inspirations from Google or Pinterest and um, design along with us. So there are two um, designs of tarot cards I'd like to talk about quickly. One's from the Spirit Speak tarot deck by Mary Elizabeth Evans. And um, Evans draws um, a horseshoe upside down with a chandelier and an iris underneath it and writes, positivity and light, a good omen. It is hope and promise. It is the light and it is magic. The chandelier represents light and also beauty and wealth. The horseshoe is for good luck and the iris hope. This card brings great things. And um, from the book, She is Sitting in the Night, Revisioning Thayer's Tarot. Um, uh, which is a very famous um, feminist tarot deck from the 80s, I believe, but I should probably fact check that and not just talk shit. Um, uh, it's um, a paper cut drawing of a person with, and their hair is billowing out around them and there's stars in their hair. And in their skirt, they have phases of the moon. And so there's this really beautiful balance between the stars and the moon. I love it. I love the... I think balance is really key when it comes to designing and visualising this card. Definitely. So I'm starting, um, I've already been working on a deck for, I've realised for four years, and I've maybe made a couple of cards and there hasn't been that much, it's such a stop and start project and I've really struggled, which is why I'm really excited about doing this podcast as like a way of kind of re-energising that. Um, but part of that, I did the star card. And so I've kind of got a bit of a basis I'm working from. And I'm going to be doing it digitally. So I'll be using Illustrator, 
really nice clean vector shapes. I'm going to go for those kind of candy colored gradients again. Oh, amazing. Um, and kind of keeping it in that same family. I might mix it up in a couple of weeks um, and do something a bit different, but I'm kind of feeling the flow of this. So nice. mine's going to be very digital. How about yours? Nice. Um, so when we messaged this morning, um, I had, I told you that I was going to make a visual mood board for the star and all I ended up putting on this visual mood board were two stills from Britney Spears video for Lucky. Um, uh, because I mean, I've had this song stuck in my week all my head all week because, um, it has such a striking visual of her sitting on a star. It's really bizarre. She, um, kind of this video that's all about her like celebrities and she appears in this I don't even know how to describe it adequately and I think you should all go and watch the video for Lucky because probably you don't remember it it's absolutely kind of Britney boring. Spears yeah okay so she um if you imagine there's the landscape of Hollywood or a very fake landscape yeah. I think um at sunset and uh -huh. you can see the Hollywood sign and then she is yeah. in a giant 3d star and then oh. there are all these other giant 3D stars around her. And it's very, very glittery and so gay. And I think of this as a very gay card. And the mm. setup of the stars reminds me a bit of the star card. And um, I kind of love the kitchen flamboyance of that. Um, I, so I love how uh, your deck, I love, so previous episode, um, or not previous episode, but the previous time we did it when we were doing strength and then we lost the recording, that you had Princess Diana. Okay, like 90s pop culture icons, yes. I think, are such a strong theme in yours. Definitely. I really hope they continue. It's okay if they don't, but I would love to see where this is headed. I This was completely unintentional. I think that this is where my work is strongest, is putting up these random <laughs> visual references mm -hmm. um, that they remind me of. I guess I quite like the idea of making a tarot deck that's not too serious. I think mm -hmm. that, that most of them are very serious, and I like the idea of just introducing a bit of levity into it yes um, I think I think inherently playful is what I'm getting and hearing from you um, and generally in your process and work I think you are yeah you're a very playful person oh that makes um, so this feels yeah this feels really appropriate thank you so um I'm starting off I'm going I'm basically just going to draw some stars um, but I'm going to do watercolour as the background to introduce mm -hmm. the idea of water into it. Oh, that's a lovely way that your medium is now connecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been very really obsessed with watercolour all January, so I wanted to bring it in. So I'm just doing a wash right okay. now. And I'm just trying to like introduce different um, shades of water in there. So it's not too much mm. like just a nice sky. I can, yeah, that sounds excellent. I'm doing, a sim I'm also working on the background and um, I'm pulling together some gradients and they're going like blues and greens and like these purpley tones. So they're very like watery. Um, I think I'm trying to capture as much of that as possible because I think water is one of the main symbols in this. Yeah, and I love the, at first I was a bit confused by the water and then I started mm -hmm. researching it and I really love the idea of kind of giving back and returning and nurturing almost like she, mm. the generosity represented by um, the woman pouring water into this pool and yeah the, generous uh, is a lovely word yeah and the nurturing element of her pouring water into the ground mm. um I think is really really beautiful I like the idea that it's not necessarily a selfish card it's I really love that mm. what is a selfish card to you 
Ooh, I don't know. I think I just know a lot of queer people who would happily interpret this in a very <laughs> selfish way. <laughs> and I like that it's there in the card that even though she's alone and she's kind of having her rest point from this trauma or chaos, mm -hmm. that she's not necessarily just kind of receiving, she's also giving. Yeah, that's really, really nice outlook. Um, I think I've done my background. I'm going to start working on the foreground. Um, and particularly that pool of water is what I'm going to focus on. Mm -hmm. So um, are you, in terms of the visual structure of the card, are you mm -hmm. going pretty traditional in your kind of depiction? Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm still keeping that figure and I'm still keeping them pouring something into the pool. Um, I, yeah, I don't know whether... I, th I, don't, I think maybe my process might be I'm going to make it super traditional and then I'm going to either start taking stuff away or adding stuff in that kind of breaks away from that. Because I think that might be a better starting point rather than trying to go off script immediately. Yeah. That gives you a really nice structure to work from as well. Mm. Also, I think I'm going to keep on with that, my like kind of theme of um, including people of colour and particularly kind of gender non-conforming bodies. Yeah. Are going to be Is, my ongoing kind of theme throughout this. I love that. Is that... Um, coming from a very personal place in terms of wanting to see yourself represented or is it more about just diversity of bodies? Um, both maybe, I think both. Um, I kind of have this like little pact with myself of if given the option, I'm not gonna draw normative bodies. Um, That's wonderful. Because I'm, I do not have a normative body. And I remember as a kid, I'd always used to draw like I don't know, like white characters, hyper femme yeah. characters, um, but never, I never questioned that. And there was, I didn't even think about it. It was so ingrained. Yeah. So um, I think a part of me, this is a practice led way of um, unlearning and relearning. I love that now you're an adult and can like consciously <laughs> do that anymore. Yeah. And I, I think it's really hard because you don't realize why yeah why or where that comes from or yeah. all those things so I don't know I'm I for me it's part of the play um and being playful in mm. what I draw and um what kind of bodies are you drawing in this terror and so far um I think I can really see the icons of the 90s yeah. like central to this storytelling that you're doing I think my illustration um direction is quite different to yours in terms of mm. I can't draw bodies <laughs> yeah. so I just don't bother <laughs> yeah I I really feel that part because I really struggle with drawing bodies so I always have to like have some sort of something to trace or like some sort of um yeah like uh reference I can't I can't draw a body so um, I really yeah I really hear your um avoiding the thing that we can't do <laughs> And I think that the difference between us is that I tend to go for analog media and you tend to go for mm. digital media. And so yes. it's easier for you to trace, whereas for analog, I think it's more difficult to trace. Yeah, it's harder. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think also with, um, I mean, you, you could use a reference, but I think I really struggle with a reference in analog media as well. Yeah. I need, I need uh, a lot more support, I think. Yeah, and I think what I'd love to see um, no pressure but I think of what I'd yeah, love to see as this um, series progresses is us almost like switching places and I was just about to suggest this um, yes. kind of challenging ourselves in media that we're not super comfortable with yeah 
I'd love um, to see that. I think um, maybe there'll be a particular card that is about challenge and is about um, yes, yeah, yeah. opposites um, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and I think also just like the way I think about visual stuff, I tend to just go for symbolism more rather than people. Mm. Um, so I'm today um, just doing the stars um, and I think I'm more interested in media also. So I've found, so I'm doing the watercolor and I'm just waiting for that to dry. Mm -hmm. So I might <laughs> have to leave that for 10, 15 minutes. Oh um, yes, this is something I struggle with when it comes to analog or like, I love painting, but the weight. Yes, the weight, I am not patient. And I've just started mm -hmm. doing very old um, workbook for watercolors and it's, I always have to wait for it to dry. And I'm like, no wonder my watercolors mm -hmm. have shit before I can never. <laughs> <laughs> to wait for them to dry um so I've, I, what I'm really upset is I don't have any kind of gold or glitter paint or um oh that would be beautiful um, because I really want this to be very gay so I'm yeah. instead using these kind of pastel Posca pens to make them a bit mm. more luminous and stand up but yeah I think Posca's are a great way around like because I do have um so like Posca paint pens one day when we get sponsored for the podcast yeah. I have a whole list of um companies that I think will be relevant to us but the, I, the brightness of Posca's I think is a lovely um compromise absolutely I also <laughs> dream of the day that <laughs> we can get I'm, yeah I'm ready for our uh, multi-million subscription -y sponsorship deal I just like mm -hmm. some free stuff personally both both <laughs> why, why why limit ourselves I find that do you have any other tools you'd recommend um just generally yeah, maybe for particularly designing a tarot card or I oh, I don't know, the kind of design we do where it's a bit more playful. Mm, um, I do. I love just like going to children's sections of art stores and just picking up stuff from there. Like today I'm using these um, letter stamps that I think are probably meant for children making birthday cards to write out the name of the tarot mm. card. I'm using stick-on earrings from Claire's Accessories. And from the times that we could go out to the high street and not everything was shut and I'm also using these sugar stars that are mentis cake decorations from Morrison's so I think I really like using things that you would wouldn't obviously think of and I think that breaks me out of the serious try to be too serious or too like yeah good I I think that's a really lot especially when like you're thinking of yeah if you've never drawn before or you you don't I don't know, there's a real intimidation, I think, that comes with art making. Whereas if you give yourself tools that aren't intimidating, that are literally just sprinkles. Definitely. Um, I think it just, yeah, it loosens you up in a very, like, playful way. Um, so I'm working on actually drawing the main star in the background. Um, the top and the bottom point are extended out a bit more. So it kind of looks yeah. more, of the, more of the shine. So I'm playing around with that. And now I've gone for an eight point star and the top point, the top two points are out, up nice. higher and lower. I really love that as a visual way of implying the kind of themes of trying to find the light in the darkness, mm. of making something seem luminous, even though you could, the medium you have doesn't necessarily allow Yes, Yeah, and I think um, I'm trying to go for some bright colours and thinking about blending as well, particularly as it's quite flat, um, the style of like this flat illustration. So I'm thinking about how I kind of capture that glow, and yeah. those kind of things. Um, so something else that's inspired me a little bit mm -hmm. um, with drawing out the stars is the, 
I have on my wall these um, really beautiful stars that my nephew drew for my birthday last year when they visited and they're very playful he just like scribbled out these stars and painted over them and then cut them out as like party decorations but they're so like visually interesting and I'm gonna Mm -hmm. try and like and I was just lying in bed and looking at them this morning and being like these are really beautiful stars Um, right now my the watercolor at the top's dried so I'm gonna try stamping out the name of the card I'm also being very avoidant and I'm not drawing the person because I think it's going to be a bit difficult. Um, I did the same. I did the same last time when I was trying to, I spent ages on the background um, and I was avoiding the person. Um, well, last time you went for a different pose than the person on the tarot card. Do you think you're going to do the same this time? Mm, I do like the pose on this. Um, and I think I went for that pose because it was, I find it a lot easier to draw people face on rather than at, at any angle. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that was a cheat um, <laughs> or very much led by my limitations. Um, but this time, maybe I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I have the old card that I worked on and that person is in a similar position. So maybe I could just use them. Something else that this card made me, made me think a little bit about is the ways that in which like when you're in the dark, with no lights on your eyes can adjust and you can the longer you're in the dark mm-hmm. the more you start to see things mm. and I've been watching I've been getting very obsessed in my in lockdown three in with, with yeah. Watch, and I've been watching that every night yeah. and they were suggesting is winter watch like spring watch but for winter yes exactly okay it's very very soothing to watch um and um it was talking about like go out in the dark and the more you obviously save with safety but definitely don't bring a torch because that's what's going to scare the animals away and the more you're Ooh. in the dark the more you're out your eyes adjust and after 45 minutes you can see almost everything because your eyes are just adjusting you're like what's your pupils kind of open up to allowing more exactly yeah I love it and like the same way as you can see cats in the dark compared to light when in light their pupils are thin little slits and in the dark mm-hmm. they're so big and when they're frightened, they, they get the pupils get even bigger to allow in lots of um, visuals. So I like the idea. I, I don't know. I think that is connects back to the tarot card, up, card after yeah. that very long meandering trip around my brain. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of in the darkest of places, you can't, there is still light because you just need mm. to adjust to see it. That's a really, really lovely um <laughs> connection and meander yeah yeah I enjoyed the journey we went on particularly <laughs> also into your internal world of winter watch I didn't even know winter watch was a thing I've always heard of spring watch and is there I summer watch is that autumn, autumn watch watching. I'm not sure and somebody can fact check me on this because I'm not going to bother looking it up but I believe this is a lockdown thing for people who are stuck at home and to just discover the joy of what's around you and the kind of almost detective yeah. work of naturalism um I think there's also a I've noticed like a growing um like an emergence of people being interested in like herbalism and kind of the natural world around us particularly in, like during lockdown the past year I've yeah I've been herbalist courses and so on I, I wonder what the kind of there's a there's a real need or connection to definitely something, something very practical and grounded which I think this card also represents I love that, yeah. And I think, like, because, like, less cars and less airplanes and stuff, we can just hear birds more and people's just mm. natural interest has been peaked. Um, as, as well as mine, I thought bird, the idea of bird watching before was very boring. Mm. And now 
I today I'm gonna make some little what like what are called bat cakes where you melt suet with like oats okay. and birdseed and peanuts and currants and sultanas and you yeah. mold them and you put them outside and birds eat them. So I'm gonna make some. I bought some birdseed. Amazing. Can people eat them? Um, yeah, I think so. I would rather they didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do people watching in my garden. I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this doesn't draw in the crowds. <laughs> I'm more worried about the squirrels, to be honest. I reckon we're just going to have lots of squirrels eating them. Oh, did you hear about they're going to put squirrels on um, on birth control? Because apparently they're getting really, like... I don't, I don't think it's all squirrels. I think it's a particular type of squirrel, grey squirrel. I could be wrong. Let me just Google squirrel birth control. Because um, I, I want to get this right, both for you and our listeners. Um, and also the squirrel community. <laughs> Um, so the UK government has backed birth control for grey schools because I think grey schools are out of control um, you know these foreign schools coming in here stealing mm-hmm. our jobs shocking um, bad but I think there's a particular type of school that is less like the, the red ones um, they're mostly confined to Scotland and Ireland now um, and we don't really see as many of them around, so I think they're trying to balance it out with some sort of squirrel eugenics. I'm sorry, grey yeah. squirrels. You're just not as nice as red squirrels. But the red ones are like quite delicious looking. Um, but I don't know if that's because we just don't see them very often. That I'm quite like, oh, you're yeah. fancy. I think that's really um, beautiful in a way. The grey squirrels are just kind of a bit boring. I think I've come across as a squirrel expert when I read this one thing and I saw a squirrel the other day, and that's that's the extent of my um my outdoor experience i think if there's anything this show does really well is pretending we're experts in things we know nothing about this is it if you say anything with enough assertiveness and maybe a link to bbc news and that's it i'm yeah i'm a consultant on squirrels in the uk yeah, they should have you on winter watch so you know so much about squirrels oh i think i'd be really i think i'd be terribly good on like terrible and therefore good <laughs> yeah I'm trying to do this background. I've gotten rid of the star that I was talking about initially. Um, and I've just put a circle in the middle surrounded by eight, seven other stars, um, which are like lines, almost like like little bursts. Cool. But now there isn't a star in the middle. So we are, we are at a point here that is different. Um, I'm currently overpainting my middle star with glow in the dark paint. Ooh. Glow in the dark, excellent choice of medium. I um, saved it. I got my nephew some like, you know, these kid, these art kits for children, mm-hmm. the uh, kind of plaster molds and you um, pour the plaster into the mold and wait a few hours and then they harden and then you paint them. Oh yes, like plaster of Paris, is that what it's called? I don't have no idea. Okay. <laughs> but carry on I got my I, mean, we, I was gonna say we 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 blag things like this very well yeah no I have no fucking clue um I got my nephew a few years ago for Christmas some dinosaur mm-hmm. ones for dinosaur magnets and dinosaur badges and he yeah. absolutely loved them he was very sweet he we poured out the plaster and we put put it aside to dry and he just mm-hmm. he wouldn't do anything else while I was drying he just <laughs> stood there and watched them dry <laughs> I to be young again and have yeah. much time. Really? And also that much like that attention span. 
I know it's amazing. He has that. I love it. He did some sweeping too. He did some housework. And then, yeah. And then he um Oh, so there was some glow-in-the-dark paint on the set and he didn't use it all. And I was like, I'm going to keep this because I'm sure I'll need it one day. And now it's finally come to use. I love it. This is exactly the kind of hoarding that I do um, <laughs> with a potential. Like maybe I'll use this at one point in my life. And then I hardly ever do, but when I do. Uh. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I keep like a hundred objects. Maybe use one of them. And because I've used one of them. I'm it therefore justifies all of them. Yeah, things. for sure. Um. So I've still done a background. I've made quite a hilly background. Um, are you going to include a bird or a butterfly? Good question. I Or some sort of winged creature? I am actually very into birds at the moment, and I'd love to, but I don't really have confidence. The same as people. I don't have any confidence in my draw- bird drawing abilities, so I think probably not. I'm very sorry. I'm, I'm in a similar position. I'm in a similar position. I want to, but I'm also not sure how. how. Also... I'm arming and arming a lot with this person. I think I found this one a lot harder than before. Um, but when I was doing the strength card, I think I started off by sketching and then I used that sketch to inform it. Yeah. Um, that was particularly helpful. Whereas this, I just dived in with the existing card. So I think I'm, I feel a bit limited by that. Mm-hmm. So maybe I, need to, maybe I need to get rid of what I had before and start again. So in this Britney Spears video, right, it yeah. works on so many levels. It's like a commentary yeah. on Hollywood itself because mm-hmm. there's a scene where the man knocks on the door and they fall into each other's arms and you think you're watching the scene Britney Spears do it. but then it, And then she like breaks forth forward, she just comes out and goes to the set and you're like, wow, what am I watching? And it's like, what is an illusion? I love her commentary on Hollywood. This is, I love it. I've never seen this. Also, I am very out of touch with pop culture in general so I, mean, I am uh, learning a lot this was released in like 15 over 15 years ago. yeah I'm counting that as pop culture because that was of my day um but also I'm definitely out of touch with pop culture today so if I was if I was out of, out of touch back then there's there's very little hope for oh I see yeah for what I'm in touch with today I'm gonna look up when this actually was released Lucky by Britney Spears is my favourite song to sing at karaoke. I do it with my friend Manny. Oh, yeah. uh, and we um, we did this harmonising. We did it at um, K-Hole in Dalston probably about a year ago now. Oh, over- that's great. And um, the drag queen was like, wow, you're harmonising. And then like, <laughs> people were, <laughs> we're not good singers. I don't want to try yeah, yeah. to be good singers. But everyone was just so drunk and just so into our performance of Lucky that literally they wouldn't let us leave. They got really upset when we left. <laughs> we're like, we have to go. We can't keep doing this. Yeah, <laughs> We left I've, and these I've got a... outside and they're like, you can't go. Next, like, when we're on next, we're like, what's the word? Like, we'll have like a Tuesday nights where it's just you and Maddie performing the same song over. Yeah. <laughs> and then tonight we're singing Lucky by Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. Yeah, exactly. And now I'm getting out my PVA glue and then my Morrison's Ooh. stars. This is a very, like, I don't know if this is going to last very long, so I'm going to take some good photos. Okay. I'm going to stick them on. So I've just done my pond um, or, like, pool of water. So I've got some yellow, pink, and orange kind of coming through, but it's a primarily a bluey, purpley background, so they do they do stand out. Okay, I'm um, quite cosmic is it 
Yeah, yeah, I think cosmic is good, but they're quite pastely, so it's still mm. very like candy coloured. Um, um, it's quite weird, like trying to keep track of what I imagine yours looks like, and also trying to focus on mine. Yeah, yeah, it's. I think I'm just imagining the Britney Spears video. That's what that was. The, that was the last point I um I kind of left it, and then after that, I think my brain was like, I don't know. I think we peaked. <laughs> That's fair. It's a Saturday morning. I am, by nature of self-selection, because of the um, colours that Morrison Sugar Stars and Class Accessories stick on earrings come in, also going quite pastely. Excellent. Okay. So I've brought my person in, but I don't have... I'm trying to think on how they're going to be standing on this thing and how this pool relates to... Actually, yeah, that's something we haven't talked about yet. Is there anything kind of personally that you relate to in the star that you're bringing into your design? Hmm, great question. I'm not sure. I think the the tree, the bird butterfly thing, I'm not sure how I'm going to respond to that and whether I'm going to keep it to those traditional imagery or whether I'm going to interpret, interpret that hmm. to something that means something to me. Um, so maybe that's where I might think about bringing that in. How about you? Um... Need to think about that for a moment. I asked a question like, yeah, I, I do that a lot. That's my superpower. And then I let that person talk as much as they want, and then <laughs> hoping they just don't throw the ball back to me. I can't catch it. So that is a dangerous game to play when you're doing a podcast of two people. <laughs> um, um, luckily, we have our producer in the studio who can um, <laughs> give us the answers in our ears. I, I would love for our podcast to get to that stage where we have like um yeah the producer and does all the recording does everything and then occasionally we'll just name drop but oh wait oh wait uh I don't know Sam do you have the answer I'm saying Sam because I listen to the office ladies podcast and that's the name of their producer I think mm-hmm. so occasionally they um they like they're like oh wait Sam's just come in with uh <laughs> to confirm the fact that preschools are actually getting darker <laughs> I would love to to not have to listen to my own voice back again when I'm um, (laughs) if anyone would like to um, do this job for free (laughs) yeah we will be taking applications Um, there's an excellent benefits package of hanging out with us on Saturday mornings yeah who wouldn't want to do that Um, you can also put us on your CV yeah we will be an excellent reference Um, what else could you do um, you'll get a lot of exposure from so much exposure so much I mean maybe possible maybe sense. two three people will know, <laughs> maybe potentially know about you uh, as a direct result of our you are welcome I know I know so yeah do get in touch um we'll be taking applications interviewing maybe in the coming months but yeah please do email at the usual email address but you can also message us on instagram and we are open to creative cvs as well which might stand out potentially in the crowd of hundreds (laughs) expecting it's gonna be a tough competition Hmm. but that shouldn't put you off um just be like the star have hope absolutely so right now i'm um putting on the stick-on earrings from Claire's Accessories. And some of the stick-on earrings have these flowers and leaves on them. So I'm putting those Mm -hmm. at the bottom as a way of representing the kind of nature that she's nurturing.
so I've kind of made two little platforms on my card and one is a pool of water but it's just like a little oval and then there's another platform which is also an oval um, and that's where they're um, leaning their uh, their leg on what are you working on I'm just outlining the yellow because I'm pretty much done and I'm worried that if I add any more I'm gonna uh, yeah should we um yeah should we come together and that sounds good yeah if you're happy a little to. sharing care yeah I am I'm not finished but I think I am a, I am at a position to share cool um, okay so what I've done is I've done a card it's very candy colored I've done a circle almost at the top surrounded by um, seven little starbursts. Um, at the bottom, like kind of third of the page, there's a person very similar to the Rider Waite where they're pouring a pitcher of water into the pool. Um, I haven't drawn the jugs or pictures yet and I'm just working on the you know, foreground and background kind of layout. Cool. Um, um, you screen share so I can see it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm ready. Oh, can you? Can I have access to screen share? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I uh, will do it now. So this is it. I have my rider weight one there, and now I've got this. Um, yeah, that's this nice. is the original person I had drawn. I'm mm. not sure I feel about the line art, but that's just something I'm gonna keep working on. And I, I want the ripples to be a bit more like this. I think the it's really nice the different body that you've included. It's mm. to see to be honest. I really love the um what do you call it? <laughs> what do you call it when you when it changes from one colour to another? Gradient? Gradient. <laughs> gradient. Yes. Yeah, I think All that's the gonna gradient be... and the colours. I really love that. Definitely. I'm not sure the thing I kept coming back to was this particular star. Yeah. whether to yeah I think I will include it in some way shape or form and just I think so, it, yeah I in terms really, of, yeah in terms of composition good job of making it quite luminous I really like it and I would I would include it right so yeah I think that big star that we were talking about initially I might I'm just going to spend some more time with it because I think it's quite prominent in the Rider Waite card and I think it should be in this one too yeah and I think it just like balances it a little bit because the mm. eyes drawn to the person at first but then like it's the luminous yes it does balance it out i think you're right it's very bottom heavy at the moment and yeah. i think having um which is why i was thinking about the bird butterfly tree combo needing to be in there right um, so yeah i'm gonna think about that and i'm also gonna maybe think about in here um near the foot kind of again create depth and foreground um i would love to see yours let me turn on my video. Big reveal. Big reveal. Oh, I love it. I really, really love the background. So it's like this beautiful washed out aqua blue, like a very under the sea. Love the pastel colours. It was so three-dimensional. And there's so many stars. Um, and particularly the typography at the top. That's one thing I haven't explored yet, but how we how we stamp on the um the yeah, the titles and where they sit. This is a really lovely interpretation. Thank I love you. it. I love it. I also, I can see Britney in there. Um, That's what I want. Yeah, it's very 90s, very appropriate. I I think your your tarot deck is going to look... That's a project to put in your portfolio. Yeah, 100%. it's going to be very eclectic, I feel. 
I love it. Okay, I'm gonna... It's such a nice size as well that you're playing around with. Yeah, like this is, um, so last week I did an A4 huge acrylic piece. Um, as mm-hmm. we will discuss at the last episode, that's the reason to stay invested for the last episode. Um, mm-hmm. And so this one is, I guess, A, A4, A5, A6. Mm-hmm. So I really, it's really fun to play at the scale. And also I think um, last week was quite tiring. So it's nice to give myself a bit of a break this week by working quite mm-hmm. I yeah I think it's a lovely size um and particularly a nice departure from last week as well great um so as we wrap up Flo are you ready to draw the next next week's card I am not ready because I did not think to um sort of <laughs> from the minor one that's okay <laughs> so how many are there meant to be 22 I want to check that I've got them all um okay I'm not sure I feel oh yeah we should point out we're we're novices in every way um yes 22 you got it 21 so I've got all 22 off my screen I just googled major arcana and I'm just looking at them and I'm thinking what ones am I excited about what ones am I anxious about Mm. um so the first one is the fool and it's like the fool's journey throughout all of these which is nice um the tower one, I've, I get very anxious at putting that one. I don't know if I ever pulled it um, for myself, but I think visually it's a really, really jam-packed one. Um, and it's also like the prequel to the star. Mm. Um, but then there's also star, moon and sun. I like the trio of those. Mm. Um, yeah. I Do you need... I'm, I'm definitely excited about sun and moon. I'm a bit nervous mm-hmm. about the ones that are more about people in society, like empress, emperor, mm. hierophant, magician. Really? Why? I think because then I'd have to draw people or like... So oh, yes. I, I think I just... I feel like I've been using tarot mostly as a personal thing, whereas those ones I feel like are generally mm-hmm. more about like society and social structures around you, if that makes sense. Mm, I think I agree. Um, but I think they're also very they can I read them as a very personal individual thing and I apply all tarot in a very like narrow sense yeah that's um, to the self so I think they do because it's it's about how you govern yourself and your interior kind of I think it's just a bit more nuanced than something like the star or strength and so I'm just a bit like you know maybe I just don't want them Mm. I'm glad they're giving that tarot is giving us the simple ones now okay so I'm worried I'm worried this week is yeah. the world. Oh yes, I like the world. Oh, these are good. <laughs> I feel very um. Thank you. Um, we're getting nice ones. Okay, I'm ready for the world. Yeah. We were talking about the fool's journey, and the, the world is meant to be the end of that journey. So it's interesting to skip to mm. the end of that journey before we've done the kind of difficult bits in the fall. I like it. Fast forwarding. Fast forwarding. Continue the discussion over at Sufum Flow on Twitter or email sufumflowshow at gmail.com. And you can check out our designs at sufumflow.wordpress.com. You can follow our work on Instagram at Sophia and at boy.florence. Our theme song was Blossoming by Poddington Bear, available at Free Music Archive.